0: Welcome to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Um, There is no shortage of things to talk about today, including, um, I want to go ahead and get to first, Blaze Media has exclusive video showing that on January 6th, 2021, Capitol Police, in the midst of, you know, supposedly investigating a viable pipe bomb outside DNC headquarters, interestingly enough, decided to divert CCTV cameras away from the scene. Hmm. Watch.
1: Capitol CCTV camera number 3173 was the most important camera covering the DNC pipe bomb story event. You've probably already seen Thomas Massey's release of the video in which it appears that a Capitol Police plainclothes officer has discovered the bomb and has alerted the Secret Service and the Metro Police officers that were on the scene. You've probably also already seen the bomb sniffing dog and you may have already also seen the arrival of then Vice President-elect Kamala Harris's motorcade. What you haven't seen is, well, what somebody in the Capitol Police Command Center didn't want us to see. And that's the actual investigation of the bomb scene. What we're going to show you now is how they hid that from us. What we were able to access from the Capitol CCTV viewing room is how long that camera number 3173 had remained in that fixed position we were able to go back as far as december 28th of 2020 just eight days or so before the events of january 6th and from that review we could see that the camera's positioning was in that fixed position for days weeks months but ultimately it was only just these very few minutes after the bomb's discovery that that camera began to move camera then began to move, pan, zoom in, looking for the bomb itself. The one thing that we know for sure is that camera 3173 was the most crucial of all the cameras. It had the closest and the clearest view of what law enforcement's response, what their investigation, and ultimately the destruction and detonation or the attempted detonation of the bomb would be by the bomb squad robot. But inexplicably, I'm getting tired of using that word every single time we do one of these investigations, but that seems to be the key word when it's related to January 6, is that at approximately 1:40 p.m camera number 3173 was remotely directed away from the scene at about a 90 degree angle and then it remained in this newly fixed position, away from the investigation for the rest of the day, or at least until midnight on January 6th. Now, it might be assumed that this was an error, an accident, an oversight, maybe somebody bumped the joystick on camera number 3173, until we then review camera number 8020. As we are seeing the robot deployed down the street, headed towards the bomb, someone again Directs camera 8020 away from the investigation scene and then affixes it once again, it seems like at a hard right 90 degree angle away from the investigation once again. Why would they turn those cameras away from the investigative scene? Who ordered those cameras to be turned away. What were we not allowed to see?
0: I mean, all just a crazy coincidence, I'm sure. I want to welcome to the program the man whose voice you just heard narrating this video, Steve Baker, our very own uh, Blaze Media investigative journalist. And Steve, I... We're, we're sitting here watching this and of course our mics are not on, but I'm just like watching this like those bastards they they knew all along what they were doing right and This isn't even all that that you've released. So there's more there's more so um, We have that video, but correct me if I'm wrong I guess it turns out they couldn't even engage in a cover-up properly because maybe they forgot about one camera is that – do you think that that's accurate? You always seem to give yeah. them what, may, way more credit than I do.
1: Well, I, I always try <laughs> to go to incompetence first mm, before, we, before we get to the inexplicable. Okay. There, I said that word again. Okay, okay, okay. And and that's, and that's really where you have to start, and yeah. especially when you're talking about the most incompetent government in the world, and essentially the Capitol Police are the security guards for the most incompetent people in the world. So you're right. not expecting a lot of confidence uh, <laughs> right right competence in the in that regard. but these are ostensibly higher level professionals because these are the people that actually work with stuff that'll blow you up mm-hmm. you make a mistake in their job uh, there's there's a there's a, a a price to be paid a serious price to be paid and and uh, our investigations have been <laughs> successfully narrowing down to who as I like to always refer to it, are sitting at the star chamber and mm-hmm. was putting this together. Uh, we are convinced beyond any shadow of a doubt that uh, there was uh, elements of a setup that day. Maybe, maybe several different ones going on at the same time because there were a lot of competing interests that were happening that day. But as I've been writing about for over three years now is that I know for a fact that the Capitol Police themselves were set up, particularly the, the frontline um, uniformed officers that were thrown into that melee that day, unexpected, unprepared, untrained, and ultimately without the proper intelligence Mm-hmm. asked down line so that they knew what was going on and then we come to the bomb and right it gets juicier all the time
0: yeah well and so i i do want to get into i i want to get your thoughts on if this were uh let's say a planned event that took place why what would the purpose be uh, um, because because here's what's happened they made it a whole big deal. It was a huge deal when it first happened. And what we were told was that the FBI says the bombs were planted around what uh, January fifth sometime in the in the nighttime, right. right? And they remained undetected until the next afternoon when we now know that it was a plainclothes Capitol police officer who came and and notified them. But but we didn't know that yet. We didn't know that. And so right in the moment, they're like, oh, we're searching for this person. It, it They left it at both DNC and RNC headquarters. These were viable bombs. That's what we were told. And um, we have even testimony, I think, from uh, the then- head of FBI's Washington field office who went over and said, you know, they would have exploded. They could have exploded at any moment, even though he acknowledged under oath that the bombs were connected to 60 minute kitchen timers that couldn't have detonated more than 17 hours later, right? So they're hyping it up and hyping it up and hyping it up. And then all of a sudden it just goes away and we don't hear anything about it. We don't get any leads. There's no new leads. There seems to be no really investigation done into it. It just, boom, goes away. And on top of that, We have, as we just played, not only the video of these cameras just oops, oopsie-daisy, as Steve mentioned. I don't know, maybe someone uh, had a pizza for lunch and their butt was extra big and it just accidentally knocked the joystick uh, in a different direction. I'm sorry, not once, but twice, okay? But we also have this other video that Steve dropped today. Was it today? Uh, Last night. Last night. Mm Um, that shows the one view that we do have of this supposed, again, supposed viable bomb that we were told, and it gets a little interesting from there. I wanna play that video, watch.
1: There was another camera, and this particular camera is one they really didn't want you to see. We received a tip from a senior congressional aide who told us to go look at this particular camera and see what we could see. Well, we did just that. When we saw camera number 4205, we saw that it was zooming around and panning just like the other cameras were. And finally, it came and settled on a particular scene, probably then ignored by whoever the camera operator was because it never returns to its original position for the rest of the day. But just on the far left edge of the screen, we can now show you the robot extending the water cannon. And boom. Now that you've seen the bomb being destroyed, it wasn't actually detonated. As a matter of fact, this water cannon is a disruptor and it fires a very high velocity almost like a shotgun shell round of water or other type of liquid meant to disrupt the circuits and also whatever the explosive materials are inside the device. So what we're witnessing here is one of two things. Either the water cannon did its job perfectly as designed and it is very reliable, or we're looking at an inert device, maybe both. There's more. A lot more coming from this camera. To be perfectly honest with you, there were powerful forces that did not want this footage to be given to us. As a matter of fact, we didn't even have it until last night.
0: So, on top of that, as if that wasn't already enough, um, there is also CCTV footage of a bomb sniffing dog who... Is seen walking right past DNC headquarters the morning of January 6th. So after this was supposed to have been planted. Right. And it just walks right past. Right. There's there's no signs of a bomb. But, you know, maybe the dog just wasn't properly trained. Maybe, 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 maybe the camera operators uh, had a big butt and accidentally knocked the joysticks. And also maybe the bomb sniffing dog uh, didn't know how to do his job. And also maybe the bomb was viable, but then just something happened and uh, there was no explosion. Um, Maybe all of these things just occurred or.
1: Or absolutely nothing makes sense Mm -hmm. about this. And this is really what we have to do is we have to go to the beginning. We have to do the hard work. We have to go look at these videos and then we have to start analyzing it. And we did our job as we were putting this story together. We didn't just find the videos and throw them out there for the world to see. We started then calling EOD experts, explosive ordnance uh, disposal experts. Mm -hmm. We talked to people highest level of command at Capitol Police, currently and former. Highest level of command in former and otherwise in certain other agencies that I probably shouldn't mention right here. <laughs> and then and and we explained to them to explain to them, even before we had these videos in our possession, because there was three of our Blaze analysts who had eyeballs on that. Yeah. So we were confident that we were going to tell the story, even if they never gave us the videos. Because, as I mentioned in that last clip, there were some pretty serious people yeah. at the highest levels did not want this to get out. And and once you, once you see the bomb's destruction, you go, oh well well why I mean yeah, what was that? i mean the water cannon did its job right. it, it 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 blew it apart and there was no damage but there are other reasons why they didn't want this to get out first of all the moving of the cameras that was deliberate because every single law enforcement personnel that we've spoken to current former this agency that agency whatever have all said the same thing there is no way we would have turned those cameras off of the investigation scene, unless we were trying to hide something.
0: And on top of that, um, who would have had the ability to make the call to turn the camera?
1: That would have come from the uh, Capitol Police Command Center, which was, uh, let's speak, let's give them a little bit of grace here. There was a lot going, I know you don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was a lot going on at the Capitol that sure, day. Sure, okay, sure. Okay, but but this is again, this is where you get into too many coincidences to just be incompetence. Right. All right? right, because just ten minutes before the famous Ray Epps breach of that barricade line, that was the first attack of that day against Capitol police officers. Then. It was just before that, I I should say, that the first bomb was found at the Republican National Committee headquarters at the RNC. And then the breach happens at 1252. And then this bomb is found by a Capitol Police plainclothes officer at 105. So just another 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes or so after the initial breach. So you have a bomb found just before the breach. You have a bomb Mm -hmm. found right after the breach. And what is the net result of those two bombs being discovered it's a depletion of the defenses at the Capitol because they have to divert resources Whoa. by the dozens of uniformed officers to set up the perimeters and patrol block intersections cordon okay. off the areas right. and so you that makes sense so now that makes sense uh, and even my colleagues and mainstream media will admit off the record off camera, off mic, that they know that those bombs were diversionary tactics. Now, they may not agree who I think they might uh, have been uh, ordered to uh, buy, to divert resources. But it's very apparent that these were specifically designed to divert resources from the Capitol.
0: Wow. So you mentioned in the video, I think it was the second video that we just watched, that there's more to come.
1: There is more to come. Oh, uh, I gosh. mean
0: Steve, we're just trying to keep you out of jail. <laughs> and you just keep exposing all of their evil.
1: You know, I told I told Pat Gray this morning that I think that maybe me doing this is actually helping in that regard. Because yeah. uh, look, at, at at some point, and this is what I said in my press conference here just a couple of weeks ago, I said, "Let me do my job." Right. Just let me do my job. If you care about justice, DOJ, FBI, let me do my job. Because right now, for the most part, I'm doing it better than you are.
0: No kidding. No kidding. Um, Oh, my gosh. This is complete madness. Um, Well, Steve, I would tell you to stay out of trouble, but it's clear you're not going to do that. Um, But uh, we look forward to you continuing to drop all of these bombs on uh, these people who this is me speaking, not Steve Baker, but who I, I don't know any any other way to put it than they planned this whole thing the whole time. And the people who showed up at the Capitol fell right into their Into their hands like they they saw it coming they planned accordingly and it all went according to their plan except they didn't anticipate people like Steve going back and being able to review that footage. They just didn't, that was the one thing that they did not anticipate. They
1: never believed that uh, a Republican Congress would get control again and therefore get control of those Capitol CCTV videos. I think that was completely out of their mind at yeah. the time. And there was also a, a certain level of control that Capitol Police uh, Command and what they call their board uh, have control over that, except that once you get a GOP Speaker of the House, By rule, the Speaker of the House has 100% decision-making authority about how those videos are used or distributed.
0: Well, Steve, uh, we appreciate all of your hard work. Will you stay? I will. Okay, great. Okay. All right. So hang, hang tight, and uh, we're going to be back with Steve and the rest of our panel. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So look, Patriot Mobile is truly an organization. I'm so proud to partner with them because they are putting their money where their mouth is. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they are actually, you know, if, if you're with Big Mobile, They're going to take a portion of your bill and they're going to use it to fund like um, gay pride events. I know this because I went undercover at one and they had this big T-Mobile logo all in the trans flag colors and everything. And they were giving little young kids like trans flag temporary tattoos and stuff. It was disgusting. So if you're with Big Mobile, just know that that's what you're funding. What Patriot Mobile is doing instead is they're going to offer you the same dependable nationwide coverage, uh, allowing you to access all three major networks. You can pick which one you want while... Also taking that same portion of your bill, but they're donating it to causes that you believe in, like causes that are trying to keep our Second Amendment rights, causes that are, you know, they're like flipping school boards conservative. They're down at the border with Yaku who you're going to see, I think, in a second here. So they are actually doing the work on the ground alongside us. So please go check them out. It's patriotmobile.com slash news. uh, And I believe they have the activation code news uh, for free activation. It is patriotmobile.com slash news. Joining Steve and I now, we have Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor, and also, of course, um, founder of Yaku Buyans Ministries. Um, And I would encourage everyone to support Yaku's work that he's doing, great work that you're doing uh, over there. And along with Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and founder and owner of Ripiverse Comics, as you can
2: see by his hat. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize I had this bad boy on. You're always you know th-
0: him, you know that you've made it in life when you can wear a hat with your own signature on it.
2: Check, check like... this out. This is a prototype. Somebody sent me this. I get asked about it everywhere I go. Oh, you said. that sent it because this isn't up for sale, right? So, really. So someone sent it to me, a supplier that's like really wanting to work with us. Yeah. Sent this to me, and I, I guess I'm gonna end up having a. Yeah, it's a
0: sick hat. It looks great. That's funny.
2: Well,
3: Well,
0: glad that you guys are here. So, um, you know, the left constantly tells us that the great replacement theory is like, come on, that's a conspiracy theory. You guys, that's uh, what do they say? They say that that's like a racist trope. You're not allowed to say that. Uh, That's very racist and xenophobic. Well, you know, it's just that now experts are warning that all of this illegal immigration could have Turns out a major impact on House seats and the Electoral College because shortly after taking office in 2021, uh, Joe Biden signed an executive order requiring that the United States Census Bureau factor in all residents, including non citizens, uh, as part of its calculation of the U.S. population. And according to the Federation for, of American immigration reform, there are an estimated, I think this is way low. They say an estimated 16.8 million illegal immigrants living in the United States as of June 2023. I think it's way higher than that, actually. So this would be like, so let me give you this number that they are uh, estimating. And I want you to just work your way up from there because there's no way it's 16.8 million. Uh, so every House seat represents an average of six 761, 168 residents. So the total number, they say, of illegal immigrants account for roughly 22 seats in the House. And just to put that into perspective, because again, that's like bottom of the barrel. There's no way it's 22. It would be much more than that because there are many more illegal immigrants than that. But right now, There are 219 Republicans and 212 Democrats in the House. And even then, you're going to expect at least, you know, some Republican defectors to the other side. So if we proceed with how it is now, there's I mean, that's you're literally you're ending the Democratic system as we know it. Which I'm sure Eric would be like, great.
2: Oh, for <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. That's turning that's to me with a good time.
0: But they're ga- I mean, they're clearly rigging the system. Like they're gaming the system. I think it should be clear to anyone who is looking at this that that's exactly what this is.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Eric. No. Uh, well, that, of course, that's uh, what it is. A while on earth would that be a rule in the first place? Obviously, whoever finds that to be advantageous is going to be the ones advocating uh, for that. In this case, it does look like if, if, if we depending on where these representatives are going to um, land, of course looks like maybe the Democrats are going to uh, uh, benefit from it. I think, again, if anything, this speaks to the absolute danger of uh, democracy. I've always hated the term representatives and all that anyway. um, When you think about what it actually like, you try to conceptualize what it is. Some guy that I've never met is supposed to be representing me is laughable and it can't possibly possibly happen. But, Sarah, we talked about this on previous shows a million times, and that is that Democrats play to win. Mm-hmm. They play to win. They don't mm-hmm. care about if they got to rig the rules to benefit themselves. That's exactly what it is that mm-hmm. they are going to do. They will lie, cheat and steal. And the only people that care about the standards generally are the other side. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're like, well, we can't do that. Right. that, that, that that's that, that's uh, that's
0: going. that's morally wrong.
2: Exactly. Uh, left doesn't operate like that. They're like, Yeah, it's morally wrong. What are you going to do about it?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly right.
3: That's the unfortunate thing. Yeah, more like what morals? What is morals? They don't know. I'm going to quickly just fillet this thing. They look at the book of law. The book of law tells them that, hey, we count everybody. Okay, if they count everybody, then let's open the border by design. The number was 10 million under Barack Obama that they published. Right. 10 million illegal immigrants, and let's fillet that too. There's a difference between an illegal immigrant and an illegal migrant. Right? The ones coming across the border now are not immigrants. They just got here. They're migrants. They don't count those. They're telling you the immigrants, the ones that have been here for a long time, it was 10 million under Obama. That's pre-Trump. Right. Okay. Obama, number one deporter, deported 3 million. Yeah. And after he deported 3 million, the number was 10 million. It was him saying the number is 10 million. The president of the United States said, look how good I am. Mm-hmm. My victory lap, I deported 3 million, more than Trump, by the way, so, more than Bush. Combined, actually, yeah, yeah. deported yeah. chief you, that's your, what they your, call your, your fake messiah in the White House deported 3 million people and then said 10 million remain. Look what I did, his number, back then. Right. Joe Biden has allowed 20 million to come in since he's taken office. We're approaching 40 million. million. Mm-hmm. Forty. Okay. I, I believe. By that. the way, parlay this on top of no assimilation, not asking them to become Americans. This is how you fundamentally change this country. We almost lost a seat. Bob Hall almost lost his seat in Dallas because the lines were redrawn. Mm-hmm. He won it by, by a hair. He actually said, I'm concerned they just redrew the lines when Beto ran against, uh, against Abbott. When Dallas's lines get redrawn, why do you think remain in Texas policy? Right. Why do you think they right. said remain in Texas? Right. Redraw the lines of Texas. Right they want the texas seats back
0: right which right then and, and so let's be clear here just because it's in texas doesn't mean that that seat is going to go to a republican the point no. is that it's going
3: they're going to go to democrats exactly what they want in texas right. they want this thing when they when, when little aoc take crazy pills in the morning she tells you well, we're basically purple in texas they're close yeah yeah
0: steve i feel like you know we we're we're talking about all this january 6th stuff earlier and it's mm. like Right. That's been the plan all along. And here again, I feel like it's like, right. This has been the plan all along is I mean, Democrats, to Eric's point, they play the long game.
1: It is the long game, and first of all, I, I, and I'm not uh, I'm not disputing your numbers, but 20 years ago they were saying estimates anywhere from 11 million to 40 million. Then, yeah, and then, and it's exactly. absolutely impossible to quantify all of those who have not been monitored coming across. And when we talk about the great replacement or the replacement theory, um, it, it, it is never a single time in my mind entered my mind that this was based on a racial displacement if anything uh, black americans are being displaced mm. and, and mm-hmm. so is yes. that mm-hmm. if that's the reality of what we're talking about mm-hmm. then let's talk reality yes. mm-hmm. and so the replacement thing has never been a racially based issue it is a replacement of who we are yes that's yeah that's what the replacement yeah. is
0: and it's happening and you know it, is you guys will love this this part of the article it said Some have argued that prohibiting the Census Bureau from counting illegal immigrants towards its apportionment population would discourage sanctuary policies in Democrat led cities, which would in turn ensure that only American citizens shape our political landscape and prevent foreign nationals from (laughs) determining the political destiny of the U.S. It's like, yeah, no, that's good. Yes, the point. Yes. I want to discourage sanctuary policies in Democrat led cities. That sounds great. Sign me up for that. What, it's, that that should never have been allowed in the first freaking place. And the fact that they're like, oh, no, that would be really mean to these Democrat-led cities who want to invite these illegals there. So?
3: Mm. But see, Sarah, like like Eric always, and I, this is why I love this brother, I really do, because it, he goes to the root of the issue, like the education system. It's corrupt in its inception, in the mm. root. So go back to the law. There's a law that says they count the illegals towards drawing the lines for seats. Why in the heck does that law exist? Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Because Mm -hmm. Slim Shady will exploit the law. They will come. They go, great. And
1: that's That's why I was excited. I was excited today when I saw that Eric was going to be on the (laughs) panel because uh, for the years that I've been watching you sit at this table or the previous show's table, I'm going okay <laughs> me and him yeah.
0: Yeah. You're tracking you're yeah. tracking You
1: and all of us always have been
0: Yeah <laughs> I so it, it, well it's funny cuz I've done enough shows with Eric to as I'm as I'm talking about this topic I'm like Eric loves the idea that (laughs) that this would blow up the. Well, well, no, more so. I love the. the, I
2: love the idea that well, if anything, let's take a positive with the negative because at least with something like this, what people are going to have to do is realize that the game is rigged against them, right? Yes. So I think that's the reason that's a positive thing is because the reason why non-leftists have lost, if if you will, the battle, let's say, definitely with the political landscape has been that we're playing by a different set of rules right it's like yes. we have this set of rules a set of morals and ethics and, and and what have you and we try to go by the by the by the books and and the the enemy that we're Trying to combat here doesn't care anything about it. And anytime they are going to sort of appeal to morals or anything, uh, the only reason they're doing it is because it's trying to use it against yes. us, yes. right? They would never follow it. It's like as I've said before, with with like an atheist trying to appeal to to, to Jesus Christ. Well, that's not very Christian Christian of you. They love to do that yeah. stuff. Why? Because they're trying to use your morals against, even though they themselves won't follow anything. It is that they are uh, trying the standard of which they're trying to hold you to. So I think as more Americans start to really understand that, I think we can come up with some some legitimate s- solutions. And the solutions are not going to always be buttoned up and, and pretty, to be completely honest, because, again, they're playing by a different set of rules. It's a different game. And we got to We got If we're going to play to win, yes. let's play to win. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. Um, oh, by the way, just before we have to go to break here, uh, it, it gets better because, you know, even though Joe Biden's approval rating on immigration is at an all time low, 32 percent, even though we had a chance to try to negotiate some sort of effective border security plan. Uh, They didn't do that. Well, now ICE has reportedly drafted plans to release thousands of illegal immigrants and lower its capacity to detain them by slashing detention beds from 38,000 to 22,000. So there will be more coming soon to a city near you. Yay! All right, we've got uh, we've got more to come. Um so hang tight. But first we want to thank our sponsor Neurohacker. So achieving your life's goals in your career and you know even beyond it requires focus, productivity, things of that nature, but I'm just going to say I'm Not that I know personally, but the aging process isn't necessarily your friend in that regard. And thankfully, that's where Qualia Senolytic from Neurohacker can help you. Uh, It's a class of ingredients discovered less than a decade ago, and they're being called the biggest discovery of our time because they promote healthy aging and enhancing your physical prime. So the way this works is your body is constantly making new cells, but the older cells, which are called senescent cells, they tend to accumulate as you age and they can lead to, you know, what you feel that's like the middle-aged feeling like aches and pains, slow workout recoveries and the sluggish mental and physical energy that you associate with just getting older. So Qualia Analytic removes those worn out senescent cells so that the newer, better cells in your body can thrive. It comes with a 100 day money back guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. I use this stuff. Um, I think that it's great. It has given me a lot more energy. So go try it. Resist aging at the cellulo- cellular level. Try Qualia Analytic over at neurohacker.com slash Sarah for up to $100 off. Use code Sarah at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's a lot of savings, guys. Neurohacker com slash Sarah.
3: Got something to say? Leave Sarah a message at 888-969-5113. All
0: right. Congrats, you guys, as taxpayers, I would like to inform you that the National Science Foundation, uh, which is tasked with, you know, promoting scientific progress, uh, is spending a million dollars of your taxpayer dollars to study a qualitative inquiry into sex slash gender narratives in undergrad biology and their impacts on transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming students to make biology more inclusive for transgender students. Are you going to? No? No?
3: Basically, what you're saying is they're taking a million bucks that was taken from the Kinsey Institute because they defunded and they're just building on Kinsey's diabolical work of mm-hmm. sexualizing children six weeks old. Well mm-hmm. done, America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what we have fallen to.
0: I, so the the agency uh, was asked whether they believed there are more than two genders And they said, there's a strong theoretical foundation on which the research questions are based, uh, and its merit review process is recognized as the gold standard of scientific review and the effort to make biology more inclusive for those who identify as transgender was identified as having an intellectual merit and broader impact. So basically, they did did not even answer the question.
3: It's an an intellectual argument that we conjured up, and we're going to feel it with your money, Mm -hmm. because we need existence, because we're sick, twisted, empty people. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there you go, America.
0: So we're at a time where we can't trust any of our institutions, right? And all of our institutions have gone haywire. Um, The work that you've done in exposing what's being hidden from us about what really happened on January 6th. We've got the medical community now. We've got the scientific community now. uh, Not only on COVID, but on stuff like that. And it just, it it really does feel like we are kind of at a, a precipice of like, Falling all the way directly off of the cliff because you have a the National Science Foundation. I think you used to be able to trust probably I don't know, but I would imagine probably at a certain point we could trust something coming from the National Science Foundation. Now it's just like, yeah, it's all just totally bogus.
1: Not if you read Atlas, shrugged. Before. Well, <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah, right? So no, you because it, it's fair, it's prophetic. But you know, when we got to the, the the COVID regime, I or before that, I was always felt like that. I was positive that I had an optimistic outlook for our future. Mm-hmm. I saw the way the American people responded to that regime, and then I was uh, during the middle of all this. I was working. Child trafficking case down in uh, in Houston, and I was working with uh, actual FBI agents, actual FBI files, and I had gone into an area where this FBI agent told me, he said, "You you went where?" And I told him, and he said, "Okay." He said, "Look, here's the deal." He said, "I operate off the two percent rule." This is an agent. He said, "Every time." You call into a police department, a federal agency of any kind, there's a 2% risk that you are talking to the cartel directly. He said, that includes my agency. He said, don't ever do that again. And then January 6th, mm-hmm. and I start finding out what's going on there. I don't trust anybody anymore,
2: yeah. especially if it's government-related. Yeah. Eric? Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, there are certain Parts of these various institutions that the american people looked at favorably. Mm -hmm. I think the science community was one of those people looked at education though I thought I thought for a while that thing is rotten top to top to bottom and definitely after COVID, you saw. I mean, thankfully, a lot of people started to see a lot of this, uh, the, the, these institutions for what they really, really were. Um, at the end of the day, they don't really answer to the American people. They may answer to a select few of them, but but it ain't you. Let's just say that, as uh, Carlin said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Right? Uh, is it, more the way to look at it. But particularly with science, I think what I think the, what we should be looking at it is okay. The minute that an institution like that is that compromised, right? You say something and you're advocating, let's say, something that is antithetical to what it is that you stand for. Look at where their funding is, and that needs to become zero. As -hmm. far as the American people are uh, uh, concerned and taxpayer dollars, because oftentimes, uh, definitely when you're dealing with science and the educational uh, apparatus or whatever you want to call it, they're state funded, right? Or Well, state, I'm meaning like federal funded or, or, or what have you.
0: Your money's going to it.
2: Yeah, you're paying for right. the, the this stuff. And oftentimes, like, definitely when you get into, start talking about the diversity and inclusivity and all this other bull crap and this is just box checking, the vast majority of that stuff, they're not getting their money legitimately. They're not like having to convince buyers to buy into it. Oftentimes, definitely when you talk about money for research and, and all that stuff, it's money that is stolen. It's stolen from the American. American people right. to, uh, to pump up these uh, institutions. So I think that's, the, that's through that lens we need to start looking at it like, okay, how much money are they getting from the taxpayer once you, once you become compromised? That needs to become zero. So let's
0: show a quick example of uh, what your taxpayer money is going to as well. This time in the education system, I want to play a, a, a clip here of a male teacher in Texas of a high school in my district, okay? This is a video that one of the students got of this teacher, male teacher. All right, watch. Uh, The caption was perfect. It said, this is a grown ass man. And for those of you who are listening on podcast, he was dressed in a pink dress with a pink hat on, thinking he was a pretty, pretty princess. This is who is teaching the next generation in Texas. In Texas.
2: Wasn't it what was it recently? Was it Oklahoma where that super it was a superintendent? That ended yeah. up becoming like a, a drag a, queen. It was a drag queen mm-hmm. or something like that. And I think they i I, I would hope they had it out of that that Well, part.
0: they ba- they they backed that person for a while and then that person and just that, recently resigned. Okay, so, so they recently
2: Okay, so there's that look man, these things <laughs> It's some very questionable people that are out there teaching your children. Um, and unfortunately, uh, American people are dropping their, their. Um, I mean, you're talking about the next generation here, and you're handing them off to these just absolute wackadoodles. Mm-hmm. Let's just call them what what, what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that conservatives especially understand that there is a fight for that The mind, if you will, of that generation. And it seems that they're losing. If you look at all statistical evidence that's available to you, they lean left, like way left, uh, young people, that is. Um, And this is why. Right. I'm just being completely honest to you. And I know there's going to be people that watch the show. I know that I always have to preface this by saying this because there's going to be folks in the comment section. Oh, my teachers are, 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 I'm a teacher and I'm okay. And I, I'm not, i never do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, I'm looking at the data, right? Right. That's what's available to me. So we can't even say like that. Yeah, that person might be a wackadoodle. I'm not saying all a bunch of teacher dudes are out there dressing in pink or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they're coming out Uh leftist like Uh that's not my opinion. That is a fact. All data points to that. So in order to reverse that, to me, I think the solution is, well, we got to stop handing our kids to. The Romans, you know, or to Caesar, and I expect them to be Romans. Like, this is what this is what it is, or whatever the the, the, the catchphrase is.
0: Yeah, Yaku, you look like uh, you're about to flip this table over here.
3: To your point, I will never lose hope. I've got incredible hope because I read the book, and the book promises mm-hmm. God's going to purify the bride. Jesus will come to that eastern gate, and buddy, hell is real, and that fire is hot. And yes, that form of global warming is real. This baby's going to burn. I'll say this about what you're saying. For decades... They've planted, just like we're seeing communist China planting young males in our country at the moment coming across the border as sleeper cells waiting for the day to strike. What the radicals have done post the love is love movement in the 60s and 70s. They've planted people dormantly who worked and they've embedded them in these institutions, in these societies. In 2022, 2023, they released the gates. They opened the gates and said, this is your moment. And all of a sudden, it's like they're everywhere. They've been. Here's how you deal with it. It's a little tough love. You remove them. This is You stand in the temple and you see them blaspheming God in the temple. You walk out like Jesus. You make a whip and you come out and you beat the living snot out of him. And how you do it is economically. You kill him at the spigot. You cut it off. You cut the money off because they love money. Mm -hmm. They love attention. They love fame and acclaim. You cut it off. And that's a little tough. It's a little too tough for Americans. It's just a little too tough to say, well, that feels like cancel culture. No, it's called correction. Mm. If you don't correct, you don't love. It's correction, so that teacher, removed. It's not cancel culture, you're unfit, you're sick. If you don't want us to get you help, go get help on your own, we're cutting you off. Paycheck, gone. Money for your organization, who's funding it? taxpayer? We didn't vote on it, gone. They will disappear faster than you can blink.
0: So I want to, let's go ahead, and I I want to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I I want to stay on this topic, actually. Uh, We'll be right back. So I want to get back into what you're talking about, Yaku, um, because I think it's so important. But how do you accomplish that? Because, you know, we can draw attention to this. uh, Libs of TikTok tweeted it out. Um, I sent in a a request for comment to the superintendent and they just didn't respond. Like, they just don't care, I don't think. I mean, these government schools, they don't care. Um, So... What is it going to take? Is it parents showing up in mass? Because I mean, if it's me and it's my child who has to deal with a dude in a dress, like I'm like my husband is showing up and dealing with that. Right. And I feel like if we can all just make the time, make the freaking time to show up and express your displeasure, is that going to do
3: it? Or are we just Sarah, I'll say this. This is not going to land well, okay?
1: Sure.
3: <laughs> if, if, okay, I'm just telling you right now, okay? I'm about to defend everybody. If you don't love your kids, keep doing what you're doing, yes. okay? Yes. And you will stand, you will stand, and you will account for this. I'm, do you know why we are here? Because the people are complicit. Yeah. Mm. We're waiting for government to fix this crap. Government is so tiny, you can't find them, okay? Government's the problem. Right? We're complicit. How are going to fix their own we problem? allow them to do this crap. You show up and you take control. That's what you do. We're complicit. The people are too comfortable in this country. It's just too much of an inconvenience. You said make the time. Right. Why do you, I have to convince a parent to make time to, to defend their kids? <laughs>
2: hey, I, I go even further. I know. I know you just said that, and um, I appreciate that. I'll go even further and say that if there's one thing social media taught me is that a lot of people don't actually like their damn kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm just being completely yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can t- see it the way they, they talk about it, because when you're exposed to this information, and I know they're going to look at pointing me, he's the young guy. He doesn't have the, ha- have the children yet. If you think that I'm, I'm going to be way more aggressive on this issue when I, when well, trust me, when I, when I start to have, have children. But here's the thing: if not for your children, then who the hell else would you do it for, man? It, it's, it's sickening when we're like, okay, you know that it's rotten. You know the public education system, especially the ones that often you, you're dropping your kids off is one of the most rotten systems that exist. You know that. We know that. And you and you understand that. And you think that that little, I don't know, 20 minutes often that you might spend with your kid at at, at like dinner or something like that is somehow going to uh, reverse this. This this indoctrination that they have been getting for eight hours at a time uh, every single day. More if it's like they have like extracurricular activities or whatever that they're doing uh, that, that a school sponsor, the kids need to be removed. Bottom line, and yes, it is, is it difficult? Of course, but I'm like, why, well, to your point, why would I have to explain, like, yeah, it might be difficult, but if not for your children, if you ain't gonna do it for your children, bro, right. who, who are you gonna do it for? Right.
1: There is no sacrifice too great, in my mind, yeah. than what would be required to get your kids out of the schools. First of all, the, the, the government schools are not gonna change on their own anyway. So then we have to go to plan B, which is we show up in force mm-hmm. and we force the change. If we don't force the change or you can't force the change or you can't get the numbers and the support from your community, from your neighborhood, then you have to get them out mm-hmm. by whatever means necessary.
0: Yeah. Well, and and to that point, then what does that do? Then those schools don't get funding because they have to have the attendance. They have to have the kids showing up to get that funding. So then maybe then then they listen because money talks. And that seems to be the only driving factor when it comes to situations like this is, oh, well, now all of a sudden our funding is threatened. I guess we're going to have to make a change. And then at that point, you might see a change occur, but you have to be willing to take on. Look, I speak, I know I got to wrap in a second. I speak as someone who literally pulled my child out of his, this was not public school already, okay? But during COVID, I had a newborn who had health issues and I pulled my kid and homeschooled him because they tried to put my kid in a mask Mm -hmm. with my full-time job. And I still said, my kid is too important for me to just send them there because it's convenient for me. And I did it and I made it work because that's my freaking kid. Why else have a kid if you're not willing to make a sacrifice like that? So it's just so frustrating. I mean, we should have parents banging down these doors saying, get this man the hell away from my kids. All right, we gotta take a break. We'll be right back. Well, it's been a pleasure with you guys, um, and I want to make sure everyone follows these gentlemen, uh, watches their every move. Make sure that you're following Steve Baker on the platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, so you can check out all of his explosive stuff. You, I'm uh, behind the scenes. I'm like. What's next, Steve? And he's like, he's a steel trap. He won't tell me. So I'm very anxious to hear. I'll whisper later. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you have planned. So make sure you're following him. Make sure that you're following him on theblaze.com as well. Uh, go check out the story, the article that he wrote that really details all of that. You can, uh, by the way, you can subscribe. At theblaze.com and blazeTV.com, it is one subscription, and uh, you can use promo code Sarah with some savings over at blazeTV.com/sarah. Also, make sure you're following this gentleman right here, who is doing amazing work uh, in the anti-trafficking uh, sector. You can go to helpjbm.org to follow his work and help, please, uh however you can. And we can't forget Eric July, ripaverse.com. Yes, make sure you contribute to the parallel economy.